Hey y'all, welcome to Living the Abundant Life with Jenny Schmidt. I am so excited to have Emily Ossel from Generation Claimed on the show today. Emily is a best-selling Christian children's book author. Her book, You Are, Speaking God's Word Over Your Children, was a huge hit, and she's launching her second book in the series very soon. But Emily's not only an author, she's a homeschooling mom of three, which is incredible in my opinion. I also have three children. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Emily. Yay, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here with you today, Jenny, and all of your listeners as well. Thanks. Today's episode is going to be a little different for us. It's story time. Emily has a really powerful personal story that she's sharing in a really public way for the first time today. So we are super honored to be among the first to hear and celebrate what God has done for you. Yes, I'm excited to share it and really be able to give testimony to what God has done in our life. Absolutely. You know, I believe testimonies like yours, they're theology with skin on. We, uh, scripture says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It is so faith building to hear personal accounts of God encounters that lead to transformation and abundant living way beyond someone's wildest dreams and expectations. And Emily, your story is like that and how you just really had a season of life where you were diving into God's word and partnering with his words and how it changed your life. So y'all just grab a cup of coffee, find a comfy chair I really think you're going to enjoy hearing Emily's story. So Emily, let's dive in. So tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I'll do my best here to set a little bit of the scene. I won't start you off with when I was born or anything crazy like that. <laughs> but we, uh, my husband and I got married out of high school, or excuse me, right out of college. We had uh, a large amount of student loans, as probably a lot of people do these days. We also had bought um, a house at the top of the market. You remember the big market peak and bubble. Um, I was yeah. working full time. My husband was working full time. Um, we were, you know, kind of just doing our thing and, and doing whatever we wanted really. So, um, in that season, I surprisingly and wonderfully got uh, pregnant with our first son. And from there, things kind of started to unravel a little bit for us. Um, it, was really important for one of us to be able to be home with our son during that season. So, um, my husband, stayed home with my son actually for the first large chunk of his life. Meanwhile, I was still working full time. Um, but everything kind of started coming crashing down on us financially wise, um, with student loans and house payments and just a lot of, a lot of things in our life kind of started crashing down on us during that season. Um, to spare you all of the wonderful details that I'm sure you guys have all lived through, we and know and have the pain if you've ever felt that pinch of everything suddenly um, becoming a reality in your life. We um, realized that what we were doing and how we were living were not sustainable. So again, to make the long story a little bit shorter, we ended up um, foreclosing on our house. My husband actually ended up signing up to go to nursing school. And what we ended up actually doing was moving into my in-laws basement, um, with our, cause I had gotten pregnant and had another child by this time. So my husband, myself, and our two children moved into my in-laws basement. Um, wow, which was, that's a big change. <laughs> yes, it was. It was wonderful. And I am still eternally grateful to my in-laws cause they really allowed us to turn our life around, but it was a huge change. There was not a bathroom down there. There was not a kitchen down there. It was not like, Oh, cute Pinteresty basement. It was, you know, a basement. It was, it was dark. It was a dark time, uh, spiritually as well as, um, mm. physically, literally dark in the basement. Um, wow. we had gone 
through a lot of stuff. Obviously, you can imagine the transition even for our kids. As my husband was going to school full-time, I was working full-time. Um, just a lot of things in the Lord really working through our lives, trying to teach us, you know, what's... Um, how we needed to really order our life and have that real relationship with him, not just show up on Sunday and do what we needed to do, but start calling us into um, the life that he had for us, that abundant life, right? Yeah, So yeah, absolutely. We, during this time, um, well, again, it's to take as much as we can and kind of put it in a nutshell. Um, we, my husband was in nursing school. There was about six months of nursing school left and we decided, okay, we're going to try to go ahead and make this switch. It was not sustainable for him to continue doing school full-time, me working full-time and all of the things that were going on. So I was able to actually cut back and start working part-time and my husband continued on with school while we were in the basement. Um, it really was this time for the first time in my life that I had time to start actually getting into God's word because that desperation, right? If you guys have been through that, I know we've all been through different points in our lives. That desperation just leads us to the Lord's feet, right? And I was like, God, I can't do it anymore. Like, where do I go? What do I do? Something needs to change. Something is out of order in my life in all of this. Um, and I really began to fall in love really with the word of God. Whereas before I could, you know, did my five minute devotion, checked it off my list and said, okay, let's move on. I did that for the day. I had time in my life to sit and really spend so much time in the Lord's word. And, um, during that time I had heard messages, um, one in particular talking about how powerful the word of God is and how important it is. And all of the verses, which uh, we can get into maybe a little later that talk about the power of God's word. So not only was I beginning to fall in love with it, but I was realizing the strength and the power that came from that. So you can probably still go back down into my mother-in-law's basement now and still see my little note cards that I put up all around our house stuck to like every surface, right? And every time I walked by that note card, I said out loud, like, no weapon formed against my husband will prosper, right? I looked in the mirror and I said, those who trust in the Lord will inherit the land and started saying these things to myself, to the spiritual world, to my children, and started really transforming in our mind and our life through these things. Um, And again, to kind of wrap up um, and make the story in a nutshell, we went through a lot of hard times continuing, but the Lord was writing all of them and getting us in a place where um, we actually ended up at one point, the basement flooded and we had gone from our family of four into a basement now to our family of four in one bedroom upstairs. Um, oh, gracious. That, yeah, it was a, an interesting time. I just kept crying out to the Lord and being real with him, right? Saying, Lord, like, you promised me that you're going to take care of me. You promised me, like, why is this happening? What's happening? And I remember the Lord at one point even saying to me, like, Emily, do you trust me? Yeah, Lord, I trust you. Do you believe mm-hmm. that what you've been declaring, that everything is going to turn out for the good. And I said, yes, Lord, I believe that. Do you believe that you at the other end of this will praise me for what I'm doing? And I thought, yes, Lord, I believe that. And he said to me, then why aren't you praising me now for it? Why do you have to wait till you see the end of it to praise me for the victory? And it was like another one of those punches in the gut. Wow. Wow. You're right, God. Like we all know that, right? But it's that revelation of you're right, Lord. So continue to lean into his promises, lean into 
that praise and worship and keep declaring and you know, setting my mind to believe and declare what he said about our lives and what we were going through. So again, kind of fast forwarding, yeah, fast forwarding through some of the, um, all of the fine little details, we ended up um, being able to get out of all of our student debt. Woohoo! We have no student debt left, no car debt, no anything left debt in our house. It was um, amazing and transformative and uh, something I could have never, um, never imagined at the time that this heavy weight was able to be lifted through, you know, the word of God and obedience to his spirit and, and all of those principles he laid out to us. Um, And really more than even transforming our financial life, it transformed our our life with him, our relationship with him, our family life. So can you tell us how did it, what, what changed, what transformed? Oh, I think, right. A lot of different things, but for sure, one of them was our mindset. I know that, um, making the relationship with Lord, right. It says the word says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. And it was not for anything that we had done that kind of always ended up being a different priority in our life. And, um, when we put that first and we followed the principles of his word and we did that, it obviously those principles started paying off in our life. We saw the financial things changing when we started putting things into practice, like tithing, when we started saying, okay, God, what you say is the most important, I believe is the most important. When we started, um, declaring those words, I believe that not only did it change our minds, our hearts and our spirits, but what the word of God says is that it it does not return void. When we send the word of God out, it is required to bring back a harvest. Those (laughs) seeds are required to bring back fruit. So something not only physically and financially changed, but I believe that it brought about a shift in the spiritual world. It brought about a shift that would not have been there had we not done those things. And again, I always say that that's how I feel, but it's not how we feel. That's what the word of God promises us is happening. So whether I see that or not, that's what happens in the spiritual world. Um, and obviously it transforms our relationships with each other, with the Lord, mm. with our family. But I believe that, um, when we put our lives in order and when we follow the word of God and declare the word of God, it does change things. Things are required to change because that's what his word says will happen. Yeah. God is required to make good on his word, right? That's what, yeah. That's Nothing what stays the same in the presence of Jesus. Like he always creates change. I can just imagine, you know, your relationship and the amount of stress that, that circumstances like you guys were walking through would put on a marriage. And so to bring the word of God and declaring God's word over your family, over your circumstances, over your marriage, I would imagine there was a pretty massive shift from tension and anxiety to, I would wager peace and unity. What what did that look like? Yeah, truly, you know, um, it's funny things that you pray for and you don't necessarily always even understand the root of what's really going on, right? So you pray about certain things in your marriage, you pray about certain things in your mate or your children, but you don't necessarily, I guess, understand what the root is. You just kind of keep hacking off the weeds from the top and you're like, what is going on here? This weed Mm, keeps coming. Good image. Yeah. So when we started, when I started seeing these things and praying into them and really trying to get the Lord's heart and mind and try to get the Lord's order, we started to see some of those roots start expose themselves, which was 
a really painful process, right? Like even when I think of the, that time that we spent in the basement, it was a dark and painful process, but it was something that had to be gone through. So that again, as the word God has said, things needed to be uprooted, right? Not just hacked off at the top. God needed to uproot those things. And it was a painful process. And it was, you know, a dirty, messy, um, grime under your fingernails process, but mm. that's what needed to be happening. And the Lord knew that, right? The Lord knew, like, I didn't want just a bandaid. I wanted the problem fixed in our life. He wanted yeah. the problem fixed because just hacking something off at the top or just putting a bandit over it doesn't allow that abundant life, those seeds that you have planted in the Bible. Um, you know, you think of the parable of the sword to be able to come to life, to be able to bear fruit, because they're constantly choked out by those weeds that are down there, those so rocks that need to be taken out of the soil. Um, so when we saw a lot of those things exposed, honestly, at first, it wasn't like this wonderful, like, peaceful, beautiful process. It was like, God, I'm trying, I'm, I'm in obedience now. I'm trying to do what you're saying. Why is it getting worse? Right. Mm. <laughs> Um, but that's like, but that was still, again, going back to what the Lord talked to me about, like, that was the answer. Like all of those things that I've been praying about for years, wanting to be home more with my kids, wanting this marriage, um, to be what God's picture of marriage was wanting to be useful. All of those things I was praying for, the Lord was answering. It just wasn't in the season I wanted. So I'm sitting here saying, God, why did you let this happen? Why are you doing this? He's saying, it's because I'm giving you what you asked me for. It's just yeah. not always going to be this beautiful gift. It's got to be, again, as it says, it's, it's it's to demolish things. It's to tear up. It's to uproot Come on, before good. the work of fruit and seeds and um, that beautiful life that he wants to give us and wants to grow in us and wants to accomplish through us can be accomplished. So, um it definitely did after all of it lead to peace and joy and beauty. But I mean, to be honest, and for those of you guys who are listening, who have been through this process, like, let's be real. It was not what I wanted at first. It wasn't instant peace. It wasn't instant joy. It was dirt under the fingernails. It was yeah. tears, right? Like it says in Psalms that like they went out in tears and they planted in tears. And that's what I was doing. I was planting in tears, not understanding, but I planted in tears. I planted in tears. And then what the psalmist says, which is so true, is that they went out planting in tears, but then they reaped with shouts of joy. Come on. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm getting to a season where I think I'm planting yeah. in tears. I'm not planting because everything's perfect, but I'm planting through my tears. I'm planting through grimy fingernails. I'm planting literally in a dark, low place in the ground. But now yeah. on the other end, and again, not that any of us are finished, right? But like on the other end, I'm starting to reap with those shouts of joy saying, yay, God, like you did it. You did it. You were true to your word. You were true to me. Like I planted in the tears and now I'm reaping with those shouts of joy in my life. So for those of you out there who are saying, I'm trying to do it, I'm planting, but I'm still crying as I'm planting. That's okay. Sometimes yeah. that's what it looks like is that we have to plant in faith. We have to plant in tears. But I promise you that if you're true to God's word, if your life is true to his word and what his spirit is telling you to do, that there will be a season that you will reap with shouts of joy. Um, the beginning of that Psalm talks about when we, when you brought us into that promised landlord, it was as if we were dreaming. And that's what I feel like now, not that everything <laughs> is perfect, but when I look back, I'm like, is this a dream? Is this for real? Did you, did you really bring me here? But he did. He was, 
he's good. He's faithful. He always is. So yes, I love that, Emily. I love, I love that. Um, the word of God helped you trust God in the process. So, right. We have a dream for the end. Like we want peace and unity in our marriage. We want breakthrough in our circumstances. And God said, okay, I'm on the move for your good. But in that process, like you said, there are those tears, there's that pain, there's that weeding out and it's dark and it feels confusing and our view is hazy, but the word of God, what you're saying, the word of God not only sustains you, but it emboldened you to believe the promises of scripture, to believe the nature of God. You surrounded yourself with scripture in that dark, literally dark place of a basement. And you're, you, you nurtured your faith. You nurtured your ability to trust God with the word through the process. And you're just such a great testament of like, trust God in the process, declare truth in the process, because the end result is always for our good. The end result is always abundance and victory and immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. But I love how the word was, was you, we talked about how it's, it's like a sword. It was your sword in the darkness. Amen. Amen. It's the only piece of our armor that the Lord has given us that is like the aggressive part of it, right? The rest of yeah. it is to protect us, which is very important. We for, for sure believe in prevention. That too. <laughs> yes. Um, but the sword of the spirit, the word of God is the only weapon that he gives us to be able, and as part of our spiritual armor, to be able to cut through um, those plans of the enemy, to be able to actually do battle with. Um, so it is really exciting to be able to see that in a realistic meaningful thing. I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up knowing all of those things. You know, we colored in the pictures of the armor of God and like, you know, right, uh, right. I knew those things. <laughs> and I think like always knowing them isn't the same as having that revelation as being able yes. to see them. And so being able to color in a picture of the sword is so wonderful. And it's a good practical thing for our kids to do, to have that foundation. But that's not always the same thing as having the revelation and seeing oh, this is what it means in my life. This is how I live it out. This is actually, you know, what we do to make that work. And this is what God meant by that. It's a whole different, it's a whole different thing to like have the knowledge of it versus I guess having the revelation of it versus having the experience of it. Yes. That's so good. Okay. I want to, I want to keep hearing your story. Okay. So where do we go from the, the darkness of the basement? And then it flooded and, and, and keep telling us what was the Lord doing? What was happening? So, um, when the basement flooded, obviously it was a hard time, but it allowed us to actually, because my in-laws are, um, wonderfully wise and gracious people, um, <laughs> they had insurance there. So the insurance, um, they used the insurance money to obviously fix what needed to be fixed. Um, like paint wise and, you know, wall wise down there. But then they realized that obviously the money that they received was all of our stuff that was down there, all of our earthly belongings in that basement. Um, so they were able to give us a large chunk of money towards that. And really that large chunk of money is what allowed us to, um, not only pay off the last of our debts, but it was really this lightning point of saying, okay, let's start building a new life. This time is over. It's time to do something new. And through again, a a lot of different experiences and the Lord's leading and, you know, even having that 
relationship with leadership in our midst, we realized it's it's time to go. <laughs> so it's time to move out on our own. So we actually purchased a, um, a double wide trailer, a modular home, whatever uh, is less offensive to everyone, but we're living <laughs> in a double wide trailer, but we awesome. bought it cash, right? We bought it cash for, again, Fantastic. a different story of God's provision, but way less than they actually were even asking for it. Um, so wow. we bought it cash. We moved in here. Um, my husband finished up nursing school, which again is another long story of the Lord's provision and teaching us how to depend on him and teaching us how to, um, just trust in him and not worry about pride and what the world is saying. So we kind of were living this journey. My husband had finished nursing school. Yay. Had gotten a job. Yay. We were like, you know, yeah, you had well, some wins. Funny. Like we were like, yes, like we're, we're doing it. We're making it right. Yeah. Um, I found out I was pregnant again, which is good. Always a surprise and wonderful <laughs> blessing. Um, That's I had three, right? Daughter. Yes, that's three. So we have three and now we're done for the record. Beautiful. Um, that's a good <laughs> contribution to the world. I feel like that's a great. Yes. <laughs> it's a good number, right? Yeah. Uh, at least for our family. So Ours too. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter was born and she was wonderful and perfect, but she um, screamed and cried um, all the time. We actually ended up going to five different doctors. There was about wow. an eight to 10 month period where we never slept longer than um, an hour and a half at a time. Oh. Right. So Again, a whole nother story, but all of that leads us into the story of I was trying to um, lay down and take a nap because I, again, never slept, but my husband was off work and he's like, just go lay down, try to get some sleep. So our mind starts wandering as it does while we are trying to fall asleep. Um, and I was thinking about uh, my well, it was my brother-in-law, but you know, those brother-in-laws are like brothers. So it was my, <laughs> my youngest brother-in-law was having a baby and somebody had put me in charge of the baby shower, which now I look back and laugh thinking like, so a woman who has not sleep at all is like a great person to put in charge of a baby shower. <laughs> but you know, a lot of faith in you, Emily, a lot of faith in you. Right? Like <laughs> the Lord knew what he was doing. He knew like the launch point that I needed. That's why yeah. I think back like, okay. So they were, they were responding to the Lord because it became this launch pad as I was thinking about this baby shower and thinking about like, oh, Lord, I just love, he's like my baby brother and my baby brother is having a baby. And I want so much for this child to not just have a hand knit blanket, not just have, you know, the coolest new like rocker or whatever it is. And I just kept trying to think of like, what kind of a gift I could give him that would show how much I loved him and to be able to show, you know, give him everything. And that's what all of a sudden came to my mind is like, Lord, I want to give this child everything that your word promised him that he could yes. have. I want him to have that abundant life. I want goodness and mercy to chase after him all the days of his life. Yes. I want him to grow up and be that oak tree that's planted by the streams of water. And so as I was thinking that, and obviously reflecting back on our own life, um, I started thinking about um, all of the times in my past about how the Lord had worked and used the scripture to overcome. Obviously, we've talked about um, our time in the basement and how the Lord helped us and the word helped us to overcome and get out of that situation and really change our family. But even as I had been here and working through things in my life, I came across this um, stronghold of anger in my life that I didn't know was there and mm. realizing that I remembering I overcame this by using the word of God that when I started getting upset and angry, the Lord showed me, okay, put up your verses again. There are still no cards all around our house. Um, it says like, 
you know, your struggle is not against flesh and blood. And you go to the scriptures that says a wise woman builds up our house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands or words. And realizing that I had overcome in that situation through the word of God and looking yeah. back over my life and some of the messages that said, if we want these things, the Lord had not only obviously had them in the word, but I had this revelation in my own life of how powerful the word of God is and how the things that we want to overcome, the things that we want to accomplish can be done through his word. And it was like this light bulb that came off and said, Lord, like the, well, it wasn't a light bulb. It was the Holy Spirit. But <laughs> the Lord said, I want to give him a book of promises that he can read to himself, that his mom can declare, I want him to have all of the promises in your word. Right. And the Lord told me like, I want that for all of my children, not just for him, for all of my children. Mm. I was like, oh, I should put it together in a scrapbook. And he was like, no, you need to write this book. And I was like, pshaw, like, you know, that's not the <laughs> Lord. Like, you have that feeling when the Lord talks to you of like your heart, like when the Lord talks to you and you like think you're going to ignore him, he like sends you like the mini heart attack symptoms. Like, bum, bum, bum. And right. like, okay, Lord, it's you. Like, I promise you someday I'll do it. Like I'll get there someday. Like I literally got up from my nap and my husband was like, you're awake already. And I was like, I couldn't sleep. He's like, Oh, like, like that's strange. And I was like, yeah, don't even get me started. Right. <laughs> so did that you, like, was, did you summertime. see yourself as a writer? Did you like always want to write a book? You know, I had, again, you laugh. I had taken creative writing in high school. Um, I had always like dabbled around with writing, written poetry, like a junior high. I think that's like a very uh, typical thing to do, but I always loved writing. Um, and I actually had talked about going to school for writing, but ended up going to school for nursing. So it kind of was always uh, a passion of mine, but not something that ever seemed realistic or doable yeah. or had any totally. sort of a real place in my heart. Or again, it's always that like someday, someday I'll get there. Someday I'll do it. Someday when life slows down someday, someday. So, which is where I really started going with this idea. And I bet I, a lot of our listeners have those, those things in the back of their head, those some days, wouldn't it be cool if I really do love this, but, and they count themselves out of, of really pursuing those, those, those passions and ideas that maybe God made them for. Truly. And I think that it's easy to say someday because it's a lot less scarier than saying right now. I yeah. really started looking, I'm like, okay, like Lord, like, well, let me see how feasible this is like in the natural, like, you know, God on Google. And it was like, um, writing children's books is really hard. Um, you're never going <laughs> to get picked up by a publisher. Um, like all of these things. And it got very overwhelming, which I'm like sure. the spark that I had kind of like, I allowed to get snuffed out by like, you know, what Google had to say, because that's a super reliable source, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. So really, this was almost a six month process. So I wow. had this um, moment with the Lori told me what to do. And throughout six months, had different people and different situations kind of kept coming up that reminded me of and saw really so many women using there are small talents that the Lord had given them to do something with. Um, I looked at a Jess Connolly back in the day. She was had naptime diaries. So she had, um, I think, a background in design. And she, just like me, had written Bible verses all over her house. And one day was like, okay, well, I'm going to like make them look cute instead of hand scratched all over the thing. And she had started this business selling the word of God, only, you know, pretty, something that you would want to put in a frame, um, which now just kind of is an 
author who is well known. But at the time, I was like, okay, this is somebody who's doing what the Lord told them to do. Um, same thing, I was doing exercises on YouTube, and the girl there had, um, again, her talent, her gift was, I like leading exercise, but I'm going to do it for the Lord. And it kind of kept sparking in me like, okay, it doesn't have to be this huge thing. It can just be, I'm being obedient to the gift that God has given me. Yeah. So one day while I was exercising, she had said something actually. And she said, too often, we don't dream the dreams of God because we get stuck at the how. And say that again, Emily. That is so good. Too often, we don't dream the dreams of God because we get stuck at the how. Wow. And it hit me like a punch to the chest. I literally paused the workout video, rewinded it, and wrote it down because that was the Lord like saying, this is you. I'm telling you to do something. I'm giving you a dream, but you're not doing it because you don't know how it's all going to work out. You don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know all the details. So that was probably about December that I had heard that it was, I remember it was right around Christmas time. It was her Christmas workout special. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I was like, okay, Lord, like I, I can see that you're like doing something here. I, I am getting the drift. So Every January, um, our church does the Daniels fast. And this was like back in the day before Chris Pratt made it like super trendy and cool, (laughs) but we were doing the Daniels fast, right? Like, um, and so my family was, uh, fasting my husband and I, and my husband will still tell you that he like can point to the window that he was standing next to, um, when he turned, cause we were praying for direction saying, what do you want us to do next? Go back to school. Where is it? Um, and he turned to me, not knowing what the Lord had been speaking to me and said, Emily, the Lord told me you're supposed to write a book. And I was like, crickets, crickets, crickets. It was like this, like, so he didn't know. That sounds awful, right? Like, but yes, he didn't know. And it was like the Lord saying, Emily, do it, do it, do it. Will you just do it? So I was like, okay. My husband now, you talk to him, he thought I was going to write an adult book. He had no clue the dream and the direction that the Lord had put on my heart, which is wow. a different story for a different day about sharing dreams with spouses. But, um, <laughs> but another episode, but even in another episode, right? But it was, but again, even in that, it was the Lord allowed that to happen to bring that confirmation that I know that I needed. I can look back in that journal that I kept during the Daniel's fast and like the list of things we we're fasting for. And like on day like six or whatever it is, it just says in small letters, like the book. And I'm like, no, obviously the you Lord knew. has done like, so much. So who knew? Like, the Lord, I guess I didn't. So, um, so yes, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to write this book. Um, my husband was working nights at the time. So once my kids went down at seven 30, I had to like 7am the next day, um, to write. And so I did, I began writing this book. I wrote the book. Um, I showed it to my husband and he was like, this is not what I was expecting. He's like, but this is so good. Like, this is it. Like I, you know, when something happens, you know, like, okay, this is right. This is what we should be doing. So from there, it just ended up uh, being that step at a time, right? Like, okay, I'm not going to get stuck at the how, what happens next? Okay. We need to like, is a children's book. Cause I felt so heavy again, and so strongly from the Lord that it was supposed to be for children. Um, and there wasn't anything out there like it, which was kind of shocking to me. Right. Um, Great. what, uh, what do I do? How do I get illustrations? And we were praying about it. Do we hire somebody? What do we do? And my 
youngest brother, my actual youngest brother, was dating this girl at the time named Lauren. Those of you guys who know the name on the book. And she <laughs> uh, had a background in designing websites. Like she had computer graphic design, but she was designing websites. And I think like menus for restaurants, like she had worked okay. at a company like that. So we were at a family party and I was like, felt like the Lord had told me this is the person. So I, I kind of like casually mentioned to her what was going on. And she was like, oh no, like, that's not what I do. Like, I think you have the wrong person. Um, but of course in my head, I'm like, oh girl, no, like God told me it was you, <laughs> You might not know yet, but it's you. Um, so we set up a meeting for just her and I to kind of get together. And I was like, okay, like, let's talk one-on-one. -on -one. Let me show you, um, what we're working on and what we're dealing with. And, um, read her the book. She started crying. I started crying, you know, lots of tears. I was still very hormonal at the time. Every project um, has to start that way. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so she had started sharing some of the passion that was on her heart to be able to share her gift with the world and her passion to say like, we shouldn't all be in silos. We should all use our gifts together to create what God has done. That is and it's like, yes. Yeah. So, so our we, body, right? Like we are the body of Christ. And I, yes, the body of, works like, well in So true. Like, and it, the body does work better and well together. Not, well, this finger has this project. This finger has this project. Like, yeah. no, our talents and gifts are supposed to be working together. I mean, and our, this book is just like, you know, a very microscopic picture of that. Um, and obviously, a picture of it. I love that. Yeah. And obviously, again, speaking to the fact that you don't necessarily know and you don't have to always be super qualified. I mean, yes, we perfect our gifts. We do everything in excellence, but the Lord didn't pick some well-known author. The Lord didn't pick some well-known illustrator. I mean, we laugh because when she first started illustrating the books, we went through picture after picture. I mean, you should laugh at some of the ones we first trying to find the right uh, feeling for the book, but she learned how to create she'll probably like laugh at me for saying this but we started learning how to create the fox that's on the cover of the book now she watched a um like a youtube video because she knew how to use illustrator about how to design animals on youtube i mean it's not it was the lord's directing it was the lord teaching us it was the lord equipping us with what we needed so but you had this so we started and you had a willingness and i think that's really key because just before you move on, I, I think we often count ourselves out or disqualify us ourselves from pursuing the plan of God for our life because we're, we look around and we're like, there's a better choice surely out there than me. Like yes. we, we look in the mirror, we see all of our lack as opposed to all of, all of the abundance of Christ in us. We see all of our lack and we say, no, I'm not the right choice. I'm not your girl. Like um, Lauren said, and you know, the Lord he's looking for willing hearts. He's not looking for perfection. He's like, I've got like, I've got the skill. I've got the ability. Yeah. I've got the resources of heaven behind this girlfriend. Like, will you just say yes? Like, will you be willing? Yeah. And you guys took, it just accepted this invitation. It's incredible. I love it. It's, it's so in, in, inviting for the rest of us. Do it. If God said to do it, do it, please. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> gifts. It's true though. Like, yeah. I mean, I look back and again, not to super digress, but I, I am a humble because anybody, I laugh. I say anybody could have written this book. My husband and I am like, I, it's not, I mean, half of the book was for sure plagiarized straight from the Bible, right? Like if we can plagiarize God, but it's not <laughs> like it's creative writing genius, but I just think like, God, thank you for picking me because 
you didn't, you know, even it talks about like, you know, the, the world or the, excuse me, the Lord doesn't look at people and things the way that the world does. The world looks at the outward appearance, the outward qualification, but the Lord looked at the heart and yeah. praise the Lord. He looked at my heart with its flaws, with its bruises, with his scars and said, okay, I can trust this one. I'm entrusting this to this one. I'm believing and seeing that she's going to carry it through. I don't look at her qualifications. I look at her battered, bruised, scarred, working in process heart and, and trust you with that gift, right? That's what, that's what we read about in the word of God. That's what Paul says is, you know, fan into flames, the gift that he has entrusted you with. And it's like, God entrusted you with a gift. He is banking on the fact that what he gave you, you are going to turn around and be able to grow that gift. You're going to be able to turn around and make it into an expression of himself and his glory. It's, you know, I always go back to that parable of the talents. Cause I think like, God, I don't want to be the person who buries it in the sand. I want to be the person who has used every last drop of what you had to give me. And as Peter says, like, he had to give me more grace because I used up the amount of grace that he gave me, right? Like, as Paul says, like, I can work harder than anybody else because of the grace of God that's on my life. And that when it comes to like settle accounts, like, I don't just, I'm not just blessed to receive the interest. I'm not just blessed to receive back what I have been given and what the Lord has allowed me to grow. But then he was like, you were so faithful. I'm going to give you even stuff that you didn't even work for. You're going to get that guy's talent over there <clears throat> who didn't even use it. Like to give that abundance to us because we've been faithful with what he's entrusted us to do, you know? And I think like, God, that's what I want. I want to use yes. all of the grace that you have in my life. So you have to give me out more like right now on my, um, windowsill again above my dishes there is a verse that talks about oh i would be better if i could remember the reference i'll find it for you maybe you can like link it in your show notes but it talks about how we are a many uh, a, sh a sharp threshing tool with many teeth to thresh the mountains you know and talking about yes. you know talk about demolishing mountains and that's what i keep declaring and believing like I'm don't just have one tooth. I don't just have one thing I do. I don't just have one extension of grace. The Lord is having to give me because of what his word said, because of our faithfulness and because of his faithfulness, he's giving me many teeth. He's giving me much grace, many outlets to be able to say, you trusted me with this Lord God, and I'm doing all that I can sometimes broken, but I'm doing all that I can to be proved faithful and to to what you have entrusted me with and our hearts and our lives with. That's so it's a process, but it's exciting. It's like, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you've, you've written, you've written the book, you and Lauren have yes. illustrated it. Okay. Then what do you, what do you yes. do? So, and my husband is like the wonderful business side of this. So he would probably be able to speak more fine details, but my husband, again, talking about different gifts and talents, he came alongside us. He figured out, you know, all of the paperwork that goes into starting a company, figuring out a copyright, all of those, um, tax documents, all of that wonderful stuff he did and figured out. So we kind of made this wonderful you know, group of three. So meanwhile, at this time, um, again, and it was a process, um, but we came up with this, you know, book and we're like, okay, this is it. We're ready to like launch our baby into the world. Right. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, as the time has gone by again, to 
dovetail back into our other story is that we've been at this trailer now for uh, two or three years. And I was like, okay, we've saved up money to have a down payment on a house to move out and yeah. to, you know, be out of our, our trailer park. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a nice trailer park, but you know, let's, let's move out. Well, as we started looking around and praying, we, we realized like, but we need money to buy books. We need money to start this business. We need a little bit of a safety net so that when we start this, we don't know what financially it's going to involve, what timeline it's going to revolve, what are we going to do? And so we made the decision to take the money from a down payment on our house and turn it into generation claimed, turn it into UR books. We kept hearing and thinking the verse that said, seek first my kingdom and everything else will come, right? Seek first my kingdom. So how can I say, uh, but I want a nicer house, but I want to get out of the trailer, but I, but that's not what God said. He said, seek first my kingdom. Are you going to do that? Or are you not going to do it? People spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on houses, probably millions, I'm sure. Um, not us, millions of dollars on houses and cars. And my husband looked at me and said, like, but even if it's just, even if it never goes any farther than our, our friends on Facebook or our family, if it's just one child, if it's just one parent who's impacted for the kingdom, who ends up with the Lord in heaven, if we've changed one life, what's the price on that? What, what can you quantify that? Would you rather have a new house over that? And it was like, no, Lord, even if it touches one person, it's, it's worth it. I would stay here forever. Right. Like don't tell God that, but no, (laughs) I would stay here and say, God, no, we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. And we're believing that all that other stuff you're going to take care of. So we, um, we did, we took the down payment on our house. We, um, and we bought books. And I literally remember that the next day after we had, you know, hit the, like, uh, buy button and like said, okay, we're doing it. Um, we got a letter in the mail the next day from the IRS saying you owe almost to the exact dollar, the amount of money that we had just spent on books. And I like started getting a little like freaked out. I was like, what's going on? And my husband looked at me and was like, no, I am not freaked out about this. I am not scared. This is a pathetic attempt from the enemy to try to stop what we're doing in our life. I'm not canceling orders. I'm not getting upset. I'm not losing my nerve. Like I know what this is and I'm not paying that bill, which we ended up obviously getting the paperwork filled out and had to put a a small portion of our, um, of our tax bill with some different mix-ups that had happened with uh, tax returns. But it shows that the enemy is not, he was not unaware of what we were doing and not whatever enough to say like, oh, we'll just let this go by. Um, My husband and I still laugh because he says like, the enemy messed with the wrong people. He tried to stick us in the basement. He thought that that was like his doing, but the Lord said, no, that's, that's my doing. That isn't your plan succeeding. That's my work happening. Like, you messed with the wrong people. You woke up the sleeping right. warriors. Like you should have just left us be because now, <laughs> check your six. We're coming for you. So, um, but it, it was exciting. So that's John 10, 10. I mean, the enemy's agenda is to kill, steal, and destroy. Who is to steal and destroy, but Christ, his agenda was to give you life and life to the full. And, and you're literally living that out. It's beautiful. 
<laughs> Amen. Thank you. God is faithful to keep reminding us too, even when we get off path. He's been so faithful to um, to see our hearts and, and and work with our hearts. So, so yeah. So that's where um, you are kind of came about. If anybody out there, um, I still laugh when I see all of our little yellow books around it and where that started from. Um, so we self published our books. We um, did really well. We went to. I always laugh. Like we were at farmers markets. Like um, we had people yeah. like bought tabled at farmer's markets. Like, you know, people are over here like selling peaches and people are at my table like bawling. And I was like, okay. Well, I, I bought one of those early copies myself because a friend um, recommended it on Facebook. And I was like, well, this is the most perfect gift for my own daughter. And then baby showers. So like I got one, a copy before I knew you back in the early days of you are. It'll be a collector's edition, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give it forever. It's, it's, it's a testament to what God was doing. And um, yeah. I still love to see those books because it was, you know, you look at like, I think it's Zephaniah that talks about like who with reason despises those days of small beginnings, you know, and that's what it was. I don't despise those days. Um, I look back and I rejoice because we kept saying and even declaring like, this is this, this is something new. This is only the beginning of what God's doing. Um, and obviously it, it truly ended up only being the beginning. Um, we were at farmer's markets, we were at library fairs and to kind of continue on with our story of how you, we ended up crashing into each other. Right. Um, we were at a, it had a library authors event to go to. Um, and I, it was raining out that day and I literally didn't want to go. Cause I'm like, it was supposed to be an outdoor harvest event. Right. And I'm like, oh. it's raining. There's going to be nobody there. Um, this is what I'm saying in my head, but a lot I kept declaring like, well, you never know who we're going to meet. Like maybe it'll be a really good connection there. So we went, um, I literally sold only one book and it was to another fellow author there, but she okay. had connected me and said, you know what? I actually am supposed to be at this, um, mops group next week and I can't make it like, why don't you go in my place? And I was like, okay, like, let's go do this. Like it's a mops event. They were selling, um, a lot of like home run businesses. So you have like the Mary Kay there, the Lula Rose, like, um, all of those kind of businesses. So I got there and again, for whatever reason, it was the Lord's, I shouldn't say for whatever reason, but to my shock and surprise, Tyndall house publishers were there, which again, to me was like the shocking thing. Cause I'm like, this is a bunch of moms and like yeah. they're their home businesses, but Tyndall house publishers was there. And I was like, okay, wow. well, whatever. Um, again, to try to make a long story short, you can always head to my blog if you want the like moment by moment story, but we ended up selling a ton of books. I think we actually ended up selling more books, uh, than they did that day. But wow. towards the end of the event, I kind of got this feeling from the Lord saying, okay, go give them a book. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. That's so embarrassing. Like I am like, they're going to think like, who is this girl off the street that she just thinks that she's like, Oh, we'll just take her book. Like, you know, you get that feeling of like sure, absolutely embarrassment and vulnerability. Yeah. And like, you know, you keep trying to convince yourself again, like, this is not the Lord, like this not happening. Like, that's not what I should be doing. So literally kept ignoring the Lord, kept experiencing like mini heart attacks for the last like half hour of our time there. <laughs> literally like had my little wagon and like packed up my entire car. Like my entire SUV was packed up. I remember shutting the trunk. It was raining outside and just standing behind my car with the rain coming down. Cause the Lord kept telling me, go give them a book, go give them a book, go give them a book. And I literally made it out to my car. The door was shut and the rain is pouring. I mean, I finally was like, 
okay, Lord, if nothing else in my life, I have learned to be obedient to your spirit. Like I will go inside and I'll just like mention it to them. Right. Like I'll just be like, well, we'll just like see what happens. So I went back inside, did not even bring a book with me. Like this is like (laughs) the level of my, I don't know, silliness, I guess. Um, waited of course for the entire table to clear. Cause I don't want to like ask with tons of people around. Right. And so I talked to the girl, um, her name is Wilma. And I was like, Hey, um, you guys don't take books from like just people off the street, right? Like you wouldn't be interested in taking my book again, like giving them excuse after excuse. Like you don't want it. Do you? And she was like, it's just off of real well, right? Like really set the tone for like, you want what I've got. Um, and she was like, Oh, like, I would love to take a copy of your book. Like that would be great. And I was like, Oh, um, okay. Like I have to go back out to my car and get you one because I didn't even believe like this is how much faith I have oh but the Lord was <laughs> you went yes that's right but I went so I went out to my car again in the rain I got a book remembered to throw in a business card and um literally I was gonna like try I was, the whole way back in I was trying to think of some intro like his hell are all about our company and this stuff and I just literally handed her the book and I will remember the words in my mouth were we'll just see what God does with this handed her the book and like, you know, walked away, went home, never expected to hear from them ever again, like totally dismissed it. Well, this is Thursday afternoon. So Monday morning, the head of children's publishing at Tyndall House Publishers sends me an email saying, Hey, we would love to talk to you about publishing your book. And I was like, like you fall off your chair in shock. And I, I laugh now because my husband was actually at work. So I was home with the kids and I was like, I need to talk to somebody. I need to talk to somebody. I'm like, you know, like skipping around the house. The kids are like, what is going on? I'm like, but um, looking back, he just like, obviously lots of things come to my mind. But one of the things that has always continued to drive me forward and to remind me of God's goodness is just this holy fear of the Lord and his spirit that says, how easy would it have been for me to ignore that, to walk away and not been obedient to what God had said. Now, obviously there is, I believe that the Lord is faithful and I I hope that he would have presented me with that option again. But again, just as a reminder to myself and to you and to all of your listeners that don't ignore that because how much could I have possibly missed out on if I had just jumped in my car and driven home? I mean, this is life-changing. We've been able to reach thousands of people with God's word because of a scared, like obedient, shy. Yes. Okay. Okay. God, like let's do this together. Um, so it's been amazing to see what the Lord has done through his word, through his Holy spirit, through really, truly uh, just a willing heart, not anything that's super special or amazing, but you know, just that yes, loudly, sometimes timidly, but uh, a yes, God, yes, God, I will do it. I will do it. Emily, that is incredible. It's, it's, it is, it is that exceedingly more just abundant blessing, like way more than you were even asking for. The Lord did for you. I love that your story, it's more than um, a restoration, right? Like, you know, it started with like, there was like a financial challenge, right? And so God didn't just like show up or remedy it or restore that. He like he went way beyond that. He upgraded your entire life, all the relationships. He set you on a new course with a with a vision and a purpose. Like he did way more than just dealt with a financial situation. But that was the 
that was, it seemed like that was the opening of a door to invite you into this intimacy with the Lord that you guys hadn't walked in yet. It, it, yeah. It's incredible. It's, it's the most, it's one of the most incredible examples of what, I mean, your story, it's again, it's theology with skin on, like, this is real. This is the word coming to life in our stories, in your story. So I just want to honor you for your vulnerability because you shared a lot with us and that's not easy, but it's so helpful. I mean, I, I cried multiple times during this interview. <laughs> it so connects with my heart and I know with our listeners. Like, so thank you for just being courageous and just sharing with such vulnerability. Amen. I, I'm, you know, it's always hard to be vulnerable, you know, but I keep reminding myself, like, it's, it's not my story, right? At the end of the day, it's, it's God's story and, and it's real life. Like, I think people need to always hear and be reminded that like, I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm not anything special. Like the Lord can use any situation and people have been through harder things than we have and are in different places, but no matter where you are, what you are or what you're not, God can use it, you know, God's word and his spirit and just who he is, um, is this amazing transformational power. And he wants the best for you because he loves you. And so he wants to give you the best. He wants you to be blessed so that you can be a blessing, right? That's so good. Love is always looking for a way to demonstrate itself. And I love, um, I love how you said that. So can you just in a nutshell, just give us the the, just the, the recap on declaration. So like where, like what's the biblical, biblical foundation and how can people implement them in their own walk with the Lord? So again, I am very, um, heavy on what the Lord says. I obviously I can speak to my story and I know that, but when we go back to what the foundation is, when I go back and again, maybe it's like my nursing like background, we are all about like real life scripture. We are all about real life research. Like what happens? It's not about what we think is going to work. It's about what God's word says. So yeah, what we first start talking about again, Yes. Like what we first start talking about is again, the Lord's word tells us that our words are powerful. Um, no matter what we are saying, Proverbs 18, 21 says the tongue has the power of life and death. So that's like where we start is the first thing is that what we say are powerful. The, the word of God says that we reap what we sow. We see again and again that what we say, um, is what's making a difference. So that's where we start with is saying that what I say has the power of life to bring life or to bring death to my life. You know, you look in James and it talks about how the tongue is uh, compared to the rudder of a ship. It's compared to the the bit in the ho- in the mouth of a horse. And those things, I always think like, it's not just like, part of the steering mechanism. Like it is the main thing that steers the ship. It is the main thing that steers the horse. And yes, there are other circumstances. Yes, there are other factors, but it is the main thing that steers that, that object. And so when we think that the word of God says the main thing that steers our life, like your big heavy hitter in life is your tongue. It's the words that you say. And I think, okay, Lord, like that obviously brings a lot of weight to our words, um, which again could be a whole nother blog about how do we use those? How do we speak to those? What do we do when we say them wrong? Um, but that's kind of where we started is that our words are very powerful. But what we see yes. in the word of God is that even more powerful, obviously, than our words 
are God's words, right? Like it talks about, and I know we've already talked about before, like how um, in Hebrews 4.12, it says God's word is alive and not just alive, but full of power. We talked about how in Ephesians, the word of God is called the sword of the spirit. It's something that you're doing something with, is action. Um, in Isaiah, it says, my word will not return void. Um, Psalms talks about how God honors his word even above his name. Deuteronomy 7, 9 talks about how God always keeps his promises. I mean, I could go on and on and on <laughs> about God's, God's word testifies to yeah. itself saying, yeah. there is nothing more powerful than my words. When you talk about um, in Jeremiah, how God says, like, I am going to use, he didn't say you, he said, I'm going to use your words, aka my words, the words I give you to, again, like we talked about, uproot and tear down to demolish, but then also to plant, to build, to restore. Yes. And so when you think about like, that's what I want to do in, in my life, in my kids' lives, in parents' lives, you realize when you start to, again, not just have the like color in the pretty sword on my piece of paper, but when you get the revelation and when you start to believe and experience the power of the word of God in your life, um, then yeah, it does change everything. It makes you think like, why have I not been doing this all along, right? Yeah, and you know, the scriptures say faith comes by hearing and we're hearing the word of God. So when we declare something, not just read it, but when we, I love that yours is a children's book. We're not just reading and thinking it. We hope for these things about our kids. We're declaring them over our children when we read your book. Amen. You Amen. are brave. You are, and, and that that actually, like you said, it creates something in faith, belief that that is the reality. That is what God is, is working out and doing. It comes by hearing. And we hear ourselves preach the gospel to ourselves when we declare. I love Amen. it. You know, Romans talks about how Paul says, like, you know, when it's talking about like us sharing the word of God and it talks about, you know, how can they, um, how can they believe if they haven't heard and how can they yeah. hear except for by the word of God, which again, links that scripture to say, hearing, hearing with your ears, the actual word of God leads to believing it. So if you're having kids or people in your life who like, you feel like sometimes their words are just like, you know, you say something and it's just going over their heads or in one ear or out the other, the Bible gives us like a little secret tip, right? That says like, if they're not believing it, the key to making your heart believe it, their heart believe it for it actually to be belief is saying, how do we hear? How do we believe? It's by hearing the gospel. It's by hearing the actual word of God. There is a difference between words and the word of God. And it does, like you said, when you hear those words out loud, when you hear the word of God, your mind does begin to transform. Your situation and your environment has to transform because, because God's word said it does, and he doesn't break his promises. When we are faithful to his word, whether that be, again, getting our life in order and putting those principles into place, whether it be um, saying yes when he calls us to say yes, and it definitely is speaking those words out loud. That's part of, you know, it too is all of that is being um, in his word and all of that is allowing his word to transform our lives and transform um, the lives of our children and those people that we love. Preach, sister. That is so good. So, you know, we're talking about hearing and the importance of hearing God's word. So tell us a little bit about the new book because it's tonight. So it's a, it's really a bedtime story and just hearing the words of tonight, every night, 
for a child, like tell us about the book. What is that? What is, what is that doing for, for your children and the children who will hear this story? Yeah. So uh, our first book, You Are, was really talking a lot about, um, again, who you are, obviously, as the name of the book goes. So um, our second book tonight, yes, yes. So your identity and claiming that that's who God said you will are going to be. Right? I love it. So our second book is tonight. And actually, I wrote it. Um, I prayed it long before I wrote it. My daughter, who is now seven, but at the time was much younger, had a couple of weeks where she had a string of bad dreams. So because Mm. of that, she really began having a fearful time at night, right? Like didn't want to go to bed, didn't like the dark, was afraid that these bad dreams were going to start coming back up again. So again, as I've shared through my life, like I know like, okay, the first person I go to, the first thing that I go to is like the Lord and his word. So we looked up all of these verses about what the word of God had to say about rest and about sleeping. And we began praying those verses over her. We began reading them. We began taking some of those concepts and really, again, um, speaking them out loud, praying them out loud and talking about them more and more. And we have seen, again, not that my daughter never has bad dreams, um, but they are rare and she doesn't fear going to bed at night. So praise God. Yeah. I mean, and this, so this book was, um, really, like I said, I prayed it and used it before it ever was a book. These verses came so naturally to me because it was something that we had used in our life. And I know that it's not just my daughter who uh, is afraid at night. I know I've talked to many adults who are like, I need this book for well, myself. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Can we just <laughs> declare this over ourselves? <laughs> yeah. It, well, definitely for sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we, that's what this book is. It's all about declarations of safety at night, of peace at night, of a restful night's sleep. Um, and really, again, when we talk about it being a sword of the spirit, um, my aim is not only to bring comfort and to speak life and truth to children and adults who need it. But also, again, when you think of it as the sword, I think of it as like the enemy, I think sometimes thinks like he owns the night, right? Like the darkness, the night, that's when he like does a lot of work and has a lot of fear to say like, no, we're claiming that this night is not your territory. This ground is not yours. It's for the Lord and it is for his children. This sleep and rest is supposed to prepare us for the next new day and for what the Lord has for us. It's not a time that you get to own. Like you own no part of my day or no part of my night. So um, it really is just that that book, hopefully that brings comfort and peace and can transform the lives of um, children and adults. And also, again, just kind of puts that line in the sand that says, uh, nope, you can't have this either. <laughs> like we're taking Emily, this I job. love that. I love that you're taking up your God-given authority and you're declaring truth. And, and, and that's, that's the example that, that we need, that we need around us. And I, I love, I love how the Lord is just giving you a platform, an opportunity to exemplify living out the scriptures, believing that what God said is for real. And it's not just for real, it's for us. Amen. Amen. It is, it's a blessing to be able to, to be able to share it. And that's what I think all of our hard times are used for, right? I mean, this tonight is a a beauty for ashes. You are exactly like, he's the God of transformation, right? Like that hard time and be able to make it usable for so many people. So it is, it's a blessing to be a part of it. I just, it sounds silly, but I always just think like, God, thank you for, for choosing us. Cause you could have chosen anyone. Thank you for the hard times that we went through. Right. Like when I look back and say like, I should have been praising you. I did praise you in the midst of it. Cause now I am reaping with those shouts of joy. And, um, he is such a faithful God and we're so glad to be able to partner with him and be a part of it. 
That's incredible. I, I second that in my own story. So we, if you are just excited about this, these books and you have little ones in your own home, or maybe you're a grandparent or an aunt, um, or maybe you're attending a baby shower this summer. Um, so if you are looking for a copy of you are, it's a pre-order tonight, go ahead and go right to Emily's website, generationclaim.com. And you can find out all the information, how to order it. Emily, tell us more about that. Yeah. So what we, if you guys want to go ahead and go to our generation claimed website, which again is www.generationclaimed.com. It has the links to all the different retailers that you can purchase it at. So that's probably your best bet. Perfect. For sure. Perfect. Well, I pre-ordered my copy of tonight. I cannot wait. Um, and I'm going to read it over myself on hard nights and I'm going to read it over my three children. So I'm just so grateful. You said, yes, I am so grateful that you shared so vulnerably, Emily. I'm so grateful for another testimony of hope of what the Lord can do with, with messy paths, with personal failings, with, you know, with hard times, because I've been there and I know our listeners have, and it's probably looked a lot different. Our stories are so unique, but the Lord is the same. His nature is consistent and what he is after in our lives is always upgrades. It's always redemption. It's always restoration. And it's, walking us into the abundantly more that scripture promised. You know, we want, my friend Lindsay says this, we want Jesus to get all he paid for on the cross with us. And that's what we're after. And Emily, I mean, just the way you talk as much as what you say, that is your heart. And I love and celebrate that in you. So again, thank you for the time and just for sharing so openly with us, Emily. Thank you for having me. It was a blessing to be able to be on your show and and share what God has done in our lives. Awesome. Thank you. I would just love to close this out in prayer. Um, Jesus, you are so worthy to be praised. You are so trustworthy with our hearts, with our fears, with our past. You take everything that was meant to destroy us and discourage us and break us down and you use it for our good. You build something that would be impossible and natural. God, we love you, and we celebrate what you've done in Emily's life, what you've done through her. We ask your blessings over you are tonight. Lord, get this book into into children's homes all over the world, Lord. God, do what only you can do. And Lord, would you, we just have faith in her testimony, hearing her testimony. We just believe you want to do it again. Would you do it in my life, Lord? Would you do it in each of our listeners' lives? Would you give us hearts that are willing to say yes to you, to hear and heed your spirit, Lord? Would you give us hearts that believe that your word is true and that it's for us personally, Lord? Well up, faith, Father. Remind us throughout the days to, to position ourselves to hear from you frequently through our own mouths, through truth-filled podcasts, through books, through sermons, but most of all, just from you. Lord, would you just swell up a desire in our hearts for your word, a hunger to linger in your word, Father? We love you. We trust you, and we celebrate you today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We just pray you have a blessed day. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. I'd love to close with this prayer that Paul prayed over the Ephesian church. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, 
may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and deep and high is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. Not to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Have a great day.